Hello and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. Today we're talking about complementing your career with content creation with our guest Anastasia Puchkova. Anastasia came to the United States at the age of 15 with her family and in such a short time while facing a lot of difficulties along the way she was able to adapt to the culture and excel academically building a bridge to a global professional career in accounting. Anastasia is starting her full-time role in the assurance practice at one of the big four firms at the end of this month. We're recording in mid-September. She's also passionate about empowering everyone in the early stages of career development. In spring 2020, she started the Ambition Project, a YouTube channel where she helps young professionals kickstart their dream careers by navigating the real working world, as well as creating and marketing their personal brand online and in person. Aside from being an accountant and a YouTuber, Anastasia is also a content creator on LinkedIn, Instagram, and TikTok. She joins us from Russia today, where she is visiting her family currently. Anastasia, welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super excited to be here today with you. We're really excited to have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is uh, definitely the miracle of content creation, bringing people together, because that is how we found one another. And it's been wonderful. That in and of, in and of itself, I think is a great sort of vote for what we're talking about today. So you're clearly not the typical new graduate. Can you tell our dear listener a little bit more about how you've arrived at this point in your life? Absolutely. So I recently graduated from Cleveland State University. That was in December 2019. And I graduated, as you might said, with an accounting degree. And I was ready to start studying for my CPA exam to uh, go into public accounting, as you said, um, later in this month. But in February, I got this idea in mind that I wanted to start creating content and I wanted to start helping people and I wanted to do something really creative. And so I decided to postpone my preparation for the exam and started to create content. So that's what I did. And it's been a great journey so far. I've been really enjoying it. I've met so many great people and you guys are among them for sure. So that's been really great. And yeah, I've been loving it. It's been very exciting. As for the CPA exam, I'm definitely, um, I really want to do that. I really want to start studying for it, but probably not now. I just want to see how my career goes, um, you know, in the first couple of months um, and just go from there. Cool. Such a neat point there that you've just made right at the end around just sort of exploring this part of your career and getting a chance to test the waters before you kind of go a little bit deeper into it. I get the sense that some people kind of feel like that they should do like a CPA exam after becoming, I mean, Lisa, you can also talk to this. This is your background as well originally, but I just like Mm -hmm. the whole idea of experimenting early on in your career. I think it's worth all the time that people can give to it early on. I do believe in this too. I really, I really hope that this is true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree as well. So Tell us a little bit more about the specific type of content that you create. Absolutely. So I started with LinkedIn and uh, because I think in the beginning of 2020, everyone just started talking about LinkedIn as being one of the kind of the 
biggest trends among you know platforms for content creation because it still allowed for organic growth and uh, there were still you know a lot of people and people started joining LinkedIn more and more because they see value in it and so I started with LinkedIn and I started to just write posts about um, just career about career development about my experience just talking and telling people about my story um, and so people just you know they were responding they were liking it and i felt that i was bringing value to them and so from linkedin i decided to start creating videos on youtube so that was kind of my second point and i went into youtube and started creating videos then after that <laughs> i decided to transition also to Instagram. So there was already three platforms, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. And then <laughs> TikTok came around. And so now I'm everywhere, literally everywhere. And I love everything. And I think every platform allows for a specific type of content that you really need to explore and to find what your audience likes and what it kind of needs and what you can offer so yeah and basically i'm doing everything right now and i'm still learning still exploring researching and just feeling my audience out very cool very cool what would you say are some of the reasons why you decided to do this like what what do you get from creating content for people honestly in kind of simple words I just love it I love being creative I love helping people and these two things kind of just came together and when I see that people they you know they respond they email they message me with thankful questions not questions oh. thankful messages and they're being grateful for the content that I put out and I really see that I do provide value to them and they just makes me happy honestly hmm. very cool it's a powerful message because we might think i think it's easy to think that we sit on these big platforms that have hundreds of millions of people on them and think that we're just sort of swimming along in our own part of the ocean and we'll never find a fish anywhere else mm-hmm. and it's not really like that at all we're surrounded in such close proximity to other people and if we just sort of put out something that sort of magnetizes them to us we can create these relationships really quickly that's so true and it's all about people and i think that creating content allows for first of all for networking right because Mm -hmm. as you might said in the very beginning i found you first because i saw your post on linkedin and that's how how we got connected and so i think that this is very powerful not only for just providing value to other people, but also for just finding other people, basically just for finding them mm-hmm. and for networking and for building those relationships, which are super powerful. And we all know that, right? That networking is everything. So, yeah. So I, I probably, I would say that it makes me happy in two ways that I do provide value and that I do find these people when you or what have you learned about becoming a content creator so early on in your career how has it sort of molded you as the new graduate 
young professional you are now? So I'll probably say that networking again, because um, when you are still a student, let's say, or you're a recent graduate, you have kind of a limited capacity of networking, right? Of uh, finding those people, of building those relationships. But when you're creating content, it's unlimited because you can reach so many people in so many countries. You guys are from Canada, right? I'm from United States, original from Russia, but I live in the United States. So there's no limits. And I think this is key because you can just get connected with literally everyone and everywhere. And this content creation so early on allows you to start building your network so early on and to maybe to build those um, relationships, to start um, maybe building your kind of portfolio, I want to say. Um, also your writing skills, your communication skills, your management skills, right? Because you need to arrange for all of these meetings, for all of these calls. Um, and as far as content creation goes, if you post to multiple platforms, it's also time management skills. So that's a lot of skills that you can acquire just from posting content, mm -hmm. which sounds really simple, but it's not honestly. And you, you definitely know about that. Yeah. It is great practice on a number of soft skills, like you mentioned, and the idea of a portfolio of maybe I'll just sort of extrapolate that in my words would be like to say like a portfolio of connections, professional friends, because we, for example, Lisa and I know a number of people who are career coaches in the career space. We know some people who are related to our past lives and other careers, et cetera, et cetera. We're meeting new people all of the time, as you talked about, but there really is sort of all of these different little, um, I'll say tranches of people out there that we can start to really connect with as a group and build that portfolio. That to me is sort of one of the things I pulled out of what you just said. That's cool. I would just add to that too, a portfolio of content because mm. you're now setting yourself up as somebody who knows what they're talking about. And it also sets you apart. Mike and I last week were talking a little bit about how to get your foot in the door when you don't have any experience. And that can be a really helpful tool to stand out and get people to notice you. Absolutely, I do agree. So you have quite a bit of engagement on your posts. What have you done differently, you think, to make that happen? Absolutely. So to speak about LinkedIn, right? So every platform, let's start with that. So every platform has a different algorithm, right? And it definitely changes almost every week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really hard to keep up with it, but there's a couple of things that I think will help every algorithm and will help your post to get more engagement, to get more views and to, to just be out there. So in the first couple of minutes, I would say from probably the first minute to maybe half an hour, this is crucial on every platform. You want to get as many likes, as many comments as you can. So what I have been doing, especially in the very beginning, I would go ahead and ask my friend, my friends to um, like my posts, to comment on my posts, because that creates engagement, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what tells the algorithm that my post or my video is interesting. And 
it just kind of expands it, uh, kind of reaches more people later on. So that's probably the one of the best advice that I would give, but also just look for content that uh, other content creators, uh, more, I would say, popular and more prominent content creators post and just see what types of posts they do, right? So on LinkedIn, I would say these are the to-do list, not to-do list, what did I say? The lists, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just always thinking about the to-do list that I have in my head. <laughs> but the lists, they always do great, always. Or maybe the instructions or um, something really sweet and short that people don't need to kind of take time to read through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a couple of sentences, um, a couple of paragraphs. So these are probably the best posts and they always get the most engagement. So, and for every platform, always go ahead and explore, right? So I did not only post lists because I knew that they were great. I would always kind of differentiate and go ahead and post different types of content and just see how it performs. And this is probably key. And just keep up with the algorithm because it can do crazy things. (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's so much more like to go back to the point around experimentation. Mm-hmm. There's so much of that in content creation. And when we do that with this show, I mean, every time we go out, there's some things that we're leaning on to sort of be the backbone of what we do. But at the same time, mm-hmm. we're always trying to see if we can do something a little bit different. Is this piquing our audience's interest? maybe not, maybe let's keep doing more of it. If it is, let's do something different. I know that we've gotten away from a couple of content ideas pretty quickly because we tried some things. There wasn't really any kind of spark. It's okay. It it doesn't have to derail your whole momentum. You just kind of keep trying new stuff. I agree. And never be scared. I think this is uh, the point that I wish I would get early on, even earlier that I got to it because I'm a perfectionist and um, I would always write and write my post and edit it and edit it for hours. And I would be scared to post it because what if I don't have a comma somewhere or <laughs> what if, you know, something is not perfect, but it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. And this is so important to not only say, because it's really important to actually understand and to not be scared to post. Because if you think that this post will not get enough engagement, so what? It's it's nothing. Just go ahead and post it because it may be very valuable for even even if for one person. Mm-hmm. If you get this value to this one person, why not post it, right? So I yeah, don't be scared. <laughs> I, I have a, a little story too. I remember when I was first posting, I wasn't I was often rushing to get something out and I wouldn't read it through completely and I would have a spelling mistake and I would like, oh my gosh, I have a spelling mistake on my post. What am I going to do? Am I going to delete it? Am I going to leave it? But the funny thing is that it would actually, it's amazing how many people would message me to tell me that I had a spelling mistake and I was able to start a conversation with those people. So it didn't actually end up turning out to be the worst thing. I am better at proofreading now, but Hmm. just kind of an, an extra benefit of that learning experience. Absolutely. And people are very kind usually, right? So if they see a mistake, they would just message you and they would not laugh at you, I'm, I'm sure. Mm. Exactly. So exactly. the worst case scenario, they will message you 
and it's not even the worst case scenario because it's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Such a great point. So what is making, according to you, content creation such an increasingly hot topic for younger career builders, job seekers, people just starting out? Of course. So we definitely know that social media is huge, right? As for now, it's huge and it's not going anywhere. It's just going to be expanding and becoming more prominent everywhere. And we're going to get more platforms, more content, more content creators. And as for now, I think it's really important to understand that now we don't have as many of them, even though you might think that there are hundreds of them, right? Even on LinkedIn, there might be hundreds and thousands of content creators. But as far as I know that only 1% of all LinkedIn users post weekly, which is not a lot. If you think about mm -hmm. it, only 1%, it's not a lot. So as for now, it's really great to start posting because I'm not saying that it might be late, but it might. <laughs> <laughs> and now there is still space, right? There's still space for everything and everyone. And um, especially for younger, um, younger career builders, it's great, as Lisa said, to just put your, you know, um, foot in the door because it's such a great way to do that. Uh, it's such a new way to do that. And it's not that hard, right? If you start, I mean, it's hard to start. Okay. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's hard to start, but when you start, it's becoming easier and easier. And if you enjoy it, why not do it? Right. It's, I feel like it's always my point. Like, why not do it? There is no reason to not do it. So, just be strong, be, you know, not scared and just go ahead and start. That kind of brings me into my next question actually around that feeling of intimidation to get started. Did you feel that when you started? And if you did, how did you overcome it? Absolutely. <laughs> it was, it was big, it was huge. And um, as I said, I've been thinking about, you know, starting for, a couple of months before I actually started and um, it was it was scary my first post it was scary because you know this thoughts about oh my god what this person is gonna think of me or you know what this person is gonna think of me it's all about other people but you just need to realize that this person that you're thinking about he or she might see your post but in a couple of seconds, he or she will forget it. Mm -hmm. And this is very, I think, very hard to actually get. But with the information, with this um, like overwhelming quantity of the information that we get from all of the different channels and platforms, people forget things. <laughs> and even yeah. if you mess something up, if this person will not like something that you wrote or they will laugh at you whatever honestly they will forget it in in seconds in minutes they will mm. for, just forget about it and i think this notion that's what actually made me just you know <laughs> not be scared of this and it's really hard to understand but when you do it becomes easy and you yeah. just post <laughs> such a great point 
the people who read something that you produce and maybe it doesn't resonate with them and they kind of remark and say like this isn't for me or whatever and they sort mm -hmm. of mentally check themselves out opt out of your content i think that's a great thing for a content creator because the content is sort of like a filter now it brings in so it magnetizes the people that you're sort of meant to serve while filtering pushing out the detractors it's this beautiful yeah. like double mechanism of just really just sort of building your community and your voice around the people that have an interest in what you're doing and if they are already kind of on your your train and they're going along for your ride like you can you can have a typo you can have a missing comma or whatever and they're not even going to notice because they just believe in what you're doing right. and they want to learn from you that's what's kind of fun about I this whole agree. thing I yeah i love that and I think that, you know, when you have a number of followers and, for example, you see that you don't have these two followers that you had yesterday and you're like, oh, my gosh, what did I do that, you know, pushed them away? But it's all right. <laughs> you will get these two followers back and they will resonate with your content. They will like you as a content creator. And that's what you said, Mike, is beautiful about it, right? That you kind of attract people who resonate with your content. And it's great because you don't want, you, you don't want, want this to be another way, right? Because it just doesn't make sense that you will create content for people that are not interested in it. Mm -hmm. And the two people that you gain who do resonate with your content are going to be so much more valuable than the two people that you lose yeah. who don't resonate with it. Yeah. Yeah, the quality of the audience gets better. So curious question here, because this is always something that I'm so, so willing to learn more about when it comes to other content creators. How do you make time for creating content? <sighs> Honestly, scheduling did not work for me. <laughs> so I was trying to kind of have, you know, a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there in my calendar. For example, this day I'm creating this content for a week of um, my TikTok videos and this day Instagram and this day LinkedIn, but it did not work out. So honestly, I just find this, you know, hour a day to, let's say, write a post for LinkedIn, write a post and find a picture for Instagram and, for example, shoot a quick video for TikTok. And then with LinkedIn, it's really hard because it takes a lot of time <laughs> and i would probably so the best way that i found for me that worked i would shoot two videos over the weekend and i would edit them for the next two weeks and then in two weeks i will do it again so that's the best way but it's hard for sure and of course time management is key in in every piece of our life mm -hmm. so i think it's really the key to find what works for you because i'm like a to-do list person so i'm just doing to-do lists all the time <laughs> and so for example i will wake up in the morning and i realize that i don't have a post for linkedin today or for instagram i would just set, set aside a time to do that and i will do it in, th in this period of time but scheduling ahead does not work for me what about you guys? How do you manage that? Good question. Lisa, do you want, do you want to go first? 
Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a bit of a spur of the moment person as well. I feel like I need to be inspired to write any posts. Um, every now and then I'll, I'll look ahead and try to schedule, but it is something that I am looking into automation tools to see where I can plan a little bit more, but still have a little bit of that spontaneity because I do find that I have fun writing posts when it comes to me, um, on the particular day, but uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm interested in seeing what else I can automate. Yeah. That's a great question that I think we're going to come to a little bit more for me. That's, um, I'm, I'm kind of like Lisa actually in the sense that I don't have a super strict schedule in place. I sort of have objectives as far as how many times I'd like to be posting a week. And right now I've really scaled that down because I've sort of made the conscious choice to put my effort, um, in what I'm doing with my business, just, on some other things right now. And and so all of my energy is kind of going more, it's going away from marketing towards sort of product and service development. And that was an important decision for me because I was doing a lot of marketing and no development of sort of the business's core value. And um, I think my point there is that if you're conscious about how you are pacing yourself, it becomes a lot easier to manage these moments where sometimes, uh, you're going to get off schedule. I think once, you know, once I have taken care of this value proposition stuff in my business right now, which is probably going to take the rest of this month, then I can get back onto the schedule of being four or five times uh, a week on LinkedIn. And that comes from just sort of, once you get that habit going for me, it's about ideas start flowing. I write them down. I might put them down on a day of the week. And when that day comes, you know, I sit down in front of my computer and it's like, well, here we go. And it's, it just kind of comes from there. Everyone's different though. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You, you need just to find what works for you and just for you, because yeah. there's no, you know, something, there's no kind of a technique that works for everyone. So as with the type of content that you want to post, it's all experimenting, right? So mm -hmm. just try to experiment and see what works for you and that and what you like and just choose from that. Yep, totally. So on, on that topic, how do you come up with ideas for your posts? So they just come up, come to me naturally, usually, and I just write them down in the notes on my phone. And then when I'm ready to write a post, I would go to my notes and I have um, different notes for different platforms. And um, I just write one that I like uh, the most for now and that I think is the most relevant for today but also I would definitely go ahead and explore other content creators posts and news and uh, something that is you know some some of the events that might be happening now for example now there are a lot of career fairs at colleges right so I would definitely write about them um, and just being conscious of the time of the year of some um, like other events that are happening around you and in the world and maybe in your city and at the school that you go to and definitely be inspired by the other content creators. So that's mm. that I would definitely recommend. Cool. Great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. The whole idea of keeping sort of a content bank in place, like a list of ideas that's exactly how we produce this show. We just check in with our list. We also have a list of people who we'd like to have on the show. So it's kind of like a two sets of ideas, but
but it really is, you know, what's, what's relevant, what makes sense right now, what does our audience want the most? And then we decide and we go make the show and we get to do cool things like have this conversation. Yeah. Which I love. <laughs> yeah. It, it can be a lot of fun for sure. Okay. Absolutely. So do you use any automation tools or is it? I do not, not for content creation, because as I said about, you know, getting the most engagement, when you post, you need to be on the platform. So for example, we're talking about LinkedIn, for example, right? But it's, I think it's all the same for all the platforms. In the first, I would say 30 minutes or an hour, you want to respond to every comment. So if you have your post scheduled, you might forget about it, right? And so you will not go on the platform to respond to all of these comments. And that's something that I didn't like about scheduling tools. I have tried a couple of them, but they just did not work for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. And with this engagement thing, it's also very important that you're on the platform. But if we're talking not about content creation, I do use Calendly for setting my Zoom calls which is a really great tool. And I think it has uh, a free version and um, like a paid option. With a free option, you, you just get one type of event. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, which can be enough for some people, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the only automation tool that I use for now. But it's, it's really, really cool and it saves a lot of time for sure. Cool. On, on that topic, do you have any other tools that you use for creating backgrounds and I do. Yeah. I do. I have my favorite tool, which is canva.com. It's my favorite tool for everything. <laughs> I create everything there. And I think I'm such an advocate for it. Like every time when it comes to content creation, I'm like, Canva, 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 use Canva. <laughs> don't even pay me. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> Maybe one day. You, right? <laughs> I just need to, you know, to talk to their PR manager or someone. But they're great. You can create everything there. Honestly, I create my thumbnails for YouTube. I create my graphics posts. Um, I know even what. Instagram posts, Instagram stories, everything. Honestly, everything. And it's really, really cool. But also for posts, I do use Grammarly to check on my spelling, to check on my grammar and all of this great stuff. Um, and I would probably say that's it. But these are some great tools. I do think mm -hmm. that you guys are probably aware of Canva, mm -hmm. right? At least the best one out there. Again, not an ad, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely have Canva all over the place. I'm a, it gets my vote as well. I mean, if I can get in on these advertising royalties you're putting out there, I'm, I'll do <laughs> what I can. <laughs> I will let you know when, you know, they contact me after this recording. When the check comes in the mail. <laughs> because, <yeah. laughs> cool. Wait for it. Awesome. So I've had a few clients who I've talked about content creation with who have worried about the optics of their current employer. So what their employer is thinking of what they're posting. Mm -hmm. Have your employers ever had a problem with it? So as for now, not yet. And I do hope that it will continue this way. But I've heard that some bigger companies, they might have some guidelines in place 
So I would definitely advise to go and talk to your HR before, you know, when you start and before you start posting content. I mean, before you start at the company and before you start posting content, because there might be some things that you're not allowed to say, maybe, maybe the um, refer to the company or maybe you should put something like in my opinion before the post mm-hmm. or something like that, just to emphasize that this is, these are your thoughts and this is something that you think and not uh, something that your company kind of makes you to post or something like that. So I do think that that's a really great question and it's a really good point um, that you, you definitely should talk to your HR um, and to your company before you start posting. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any more pointers to give out to someone who's just starting out or is on the fence about creating content or maybe has started to create content is is trying to figure out what to do next? Anything else you want to add to some amazing points you've already made? Absolutely. So the first one will definitely be don't be afraid, don't be scared to start because this is something that I was struggling with for couple of months before I started so that's huge for sure then the second one would be be consistent I think that we always hear that but we don't actually think that it's really important but it's huge on every platform consistency is key because our favorite algorithm will not like it if you're not consistent I do think that LinkedIn algorithm kind of uh does like me now because (laughs) (laughs) i am in russia and linkedin is banned here which is very interesting Mm. so i cannot even log into my app which has a lot of you know red kind of uh, numbers on it (laughs) and i'm like i just want to see it what's in there you know but Unfortunately, I cannot see them. No messages, nothing. So that's kind of sad, but oh well. So please algorithm like me when I'm back. (laughs) And so the third one will probably be be relevant because Mm. again, consistency, relevancy are key. So yeah, be relevant in everything that you say and everything that you post because if you don't do that, it's not going to be that great. And going back to the engagement, right? You will not get as much of engagement in your post because, well, if it's not relevant, people are not going to read it, right? So that would be my three pointers for sure. Cool. Appreciate. Yeah, appreciate all of those points. We have some questions that we like to ask of all of our guests that come on the show. And I'll kick Mm -hmm. it back over to Lisa to start us off. Yeah. So... What would you say is the most fun that you've had in your career so far? So because I have been only an intern so far, so my full-time role starts pretty soon in actually in two weeks, which is crazy. But being an intern is fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun because you know, it's a different kind of environment. It's a different treatment and you always get the best. <laughs> so... All of my internships, internships, I can't even say that, internships were fun for sure because we had a lot of different events, a lot of different gatherings, and 
I can't even probably think of one thing because all of my internships were great and I'm super grateful for every experience and every experience was fun. But um, let me think real quick. Um, I think the first internship that I started because it was something really new to me. It was, uh, you know, just office job, right? Uh, it was a tax role and just meeting people, going on coffee chats, having lunch with people. Every day was fun for me <laughs> because I awesome. something new. And then, I don't know, just being open to everything and I think everything will be fun to you. That's, that's mm. my motto in life. <laughs> just be open, open-minded and um, maybe not always positive, but just try to be always positive, right? Just having this positive mindset about everything, being open to new experiences meeting new people and just do everything new that's what makes life fun and that's what may will make your career and everything fun hmm. so true yeah wise words now we've talked a little bit about some risks that you've taken already in your career what would you say is the biggest risk you've taken so far and how did that turn out so I would probably emphasize two things in my life. The first one being me moving from Europe to the United States. I was a junior when I did this move. And when I moved to the United States, I did not know anything about career development. (laughs) And I just set a goal for myself to kind of get into it, right? And the first thing that I did was um, starting working at career services uh, at my university. And so that's how I, you know, learned all everything about LinkedIn um, and just started this LinkedIn journey kind of. So me moving to another country was kind of a big risk because, you know, I didn't know anything. And then the second one would be, so in accounting, you know, Lisa, there are two kind of ways that you can go into right as public accounting or the industry that's kind of basics right Mm -hmm. and so i had offers from both ways (laughs) both kind of industries and um i accepted a public accounting um, job which i think is great uh, and i'm super super excited about starting it but it was definitely a risk and I'm not sure how it turned out so far because I haven't started it yet. Um, but I'm sure it will be great anyways, because when I was thinking about it, when I was you know, thinking about taking this approach or uh, like this job or this job, I was struggling so bad because I didn't know what to choose. I was like, I know that this both ones, this both jobs are great, but which will be the right one for me, you know? And you never know. <laughs> Even if yeah. you analyze, if you have a spreadsheet with all of this, you know, advantages and disadvantages, you will not know anyways until you try. And so just making this risk, just deciding. So that's that's what you should do. Just decide and see where it goes because there's always kind of um, a way for you, an opportunity to go back right to try something new to try something different and so again going back to this approach in your life just being open and being honest with your with yourself and just trying new things all the time and yeah just having this positive mentality positive mindset is 
definitely key and don't be afraid to risk because risk is fun is fun right if you don't risk i mean it's not interesting anymore <laughs> like what it's, do you live for right just risk <laughs> so true and every experience will turn out to teach you something you'll learn something you'll grow as a person Absolutely. and so we'll have to check in with you at a future episode to see how you're doing that sounds great <laughs> i would Amazing. definitely love that We'll definitely have you back for sure. There's no question about it. I love your point about just the, just because it stood out so much. I want to just kind of underline it now, this connection between risk, fun, and openness, how the more open you are, as you said, to learning and doing new things and having fun in that process, it seems like that mentality decreases the perception of risk and allows you to move forward through it. That's kind of one of the things that I pulled out of that. And it's maybe we'll have to test that a little bit in some way, shape or form, but I think that's an important thought that maybe we'll, we'll come back to at some point with you or on another show, another episode, one of these days, but I appreciate you sharing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So what's the best piece of career advice you've received so far in your young career? So I think I made this point a couple of times already, but I think learning something new every day is the best career advice that I received because just, you know, new is fun, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and learning new things, meeting new people, again, being open and just being willing to learn and uh, being out there is something that I would advise to everyone because that's what I have been doing and it's been great so far. You know, no negative side effects of that <laughs> that I've seen. And so, yeah, just being open to learning, to meeting new people, to communicating, to helping, to sharing and all this great stuff. Hmm. Cool. Where can people find out more about you and what you're doing in the world of content, Anastasia? Sure. I'm everywhere. So if you guys are on LinkedIn, you can search just by Anastasia Puchkova on LinkedIn. On YouTube, I have my ambition project, right? The ambition project. So you can search by that on Instagram. So I have a couple of different names. So <laughs> it's kind of hard. I'm working on the branding, but so far it's not been great. But on Instagram, it's P-U-C-H-A-A. -A. It's Pucha. It's my nickname from childhood. So see Love you on it. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and on TikTok, it's the same uh, on Instagram. So I'm everywhere. You guys can find me everywhere. And I'm always willing to connect, to talk, to, you know, to schedule a Zoom call. And yeah. So yeah, definitely reach out if, if anything. I'm always here. <laughs> Excuse Love me. Sure. Yeah. We will definitely make sure that there are links to all of those handles so that people can find you and we can continue to help you build that, those connections, those people that you attract your, to yourself through your content. We'll keep that channel open for sure. Sounds great. That sounds awesome. Amazing. We'll call it a week at that. For the Career Builders Podcast, I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. Anastasia Puchkova, content creation master. Go watch this amazingly talented young person <laughs> grow in her career. She's uh, setting a great example for a lot of people. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you.
Thank you so much for inviting. It was great. Dear listener, we hope you are well. We hope you will join us again soon. And for now, take care.